Today is Palm Sunday, but we're not going to do anything about palms. Just know that it's a Christian holiday. We're in the middle of chapter 8 of John, and in this chapter, Jesus is straightforward. He's very confronting of the Jewish leaders, and he speaks to them very clearly, very straightforward about where they are in their relationship with God the Father. And Jesus, he has challenged these Pharisees about their heritage. They claim that Abraham is their father, and Jesus agrees with that. And Jesus also tells them, but if you are Abraham's children, why aren't you doing the works of Abraham? And the works of Abraham was basically works of faith. Abraham was righteous by his works of faith. He believed God, and it was accounted unto him as righteousness. Isn't that basic? Isn't that simple? Believe God, and that causes you to be righteous. Abraham had to depend upon God's revealed word to him. Abraham did not have the written scriptures that he could turn to like we do at any time. And uh, it's amazing to me how blessed we are to have the written word of God. The word of God given to us through men of God, inspired by God, for the edification, for correction, for direction in our lives. And I constantly get amazed at how alive and update God's Word is. Have you ever read a passage, and you've read a passage perhaps time and time again, but this particular time that you're reading it now, it jumps off the page and it's alive with new inspiration for God from the Holy Spirit. And we ask ourselves, why did I never see this as it is? But Abraham had to depend upon God's revelation to him. And the Jewish people looked to Abraham as their father, as a people separated unto God. But Jesus, he will rebuke these genetic children of Abraham. And in verse 40, as we will get into this chapter, Jesus tells the Jews, you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. And Abraham, he did not do this. Jesus is telling his Jewish countrymen, Abraham was a man not able to deliver God's word to you in the direct way that I deliver God's word of truth to you. Now let's look at this conversation further, and that's in verses 41 through 47 in chapter 8. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, We were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. 
Jesus said to them, if you, if you were of your father, you would love me, for I proceed forth and came from God, nor have I come up to and of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. And you have to look at this and go, yow. Jesus just got in their face about their relationship with God. Jesus tells these Jewish leaders you do the deeds of your father, the devil. Could he have been more direct? <laughs> and then they interrupt Jesus and they say, but we were not born of fornication. We have one father and that's God. These religious leaders are throwing out an insult at Jesus and Mary and Joseph, if you take it down. They're throwing out this insult and when Gabriel appeared to Joseph before he and Mary got married, Gabriel said to Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. God sent Gabriel to comfort Joseph and Mary because God knew this day would come when they would challenge the birthright of his son. Pause for a moment and take this in, this accusation by the Jewish leaders. Here these rulers, they proclaim, Jesus, you were born out of a sinful relationship between Joseph and Mary. Not us. We have one father, and that was God. When the truth of the matter is, Jesus is the only son of God in this crowd. But these Jewish leaders, they're demonstrating who their allegiance is to and where it comes from. Jesus openly declares, if God were your father, you would love me. If God were your father, you would know that I come from God, for he sent me. Jesus, I think, is required by God the Father to proclaim the truth of himself and proclaim how they hate him and want to kill him. But Jesus has a question for him. Verse 43, why do you not understand my words? And then Jesus answers his own question because you are not able to listen or understand, comprehend my word. 
Jesus tells these rulers of the Jews, you're not able, you cannot understand my words. You cannot understand the truth of God who speaks to you. What is the cause of this dullness of their mind? Well, Jesus tells them, and that's in verse 44, you are of your father, the devil. And all you can say to that is, yow, <laughs> man, and you want to do the desires of the devil. And the devil, he was a murderer and a liar from the beginning, and there is no truth in him. Now consider this description by Jesus of the religious leaders. Jesus has just exposed them before the people. I have a question. Why are we shocked today? Why are we taken back by evil acts of behavior? Why does that offend us? Why is that shocking to us? We see heinous crimes being committed by the disciples of the devil. And it kind of sets us back. It amazes us. Jesus has just called these religious leaders murderers and liars right to their face. In our society today, right now, we kill babies in the wombs of their mothers. And without getting really too graphic about all this, we're not content to murder infants in the womb. Many babies are delivered to death outside of the womb. And we call that legalized murder or pro-choice or abortions. Why does a civilized nation that we consider ourselves, a civilized culture who will not kill a stray dog or cat, offer up a human baby to death? Why would we do that? And why are those in favor of abortion why are they so adamant about it, so bent on destroying human life? What causes these pro-choice advocates to be so focused on killing? They're on a mission, and they're on a mission to destroy life. But you have to ask why. They have taken up their cause of killing because they are of their father, the devil. It's that simple. When you remove all the verbiage, pro-choice, abortion, and all this, these people that are pro-choice are pro-murder. And there's no other way to say it. Jesus said it simply to the religious leaders of his day. And the lie that they hide behind. 
they call murder a choice. They call it a choice. And that calling of murder a choice is deception of the lie that they get from the devil himself. Pro-abortionists don't dare call murder murder. But they hide behind deceiving labels. But Jesus knows the heart of men. And knowing the behavior of the devil, he tells these evil disciples of the devil, you desire to please your father, the devil, who is a murderer and a liar. Therefore, you are murderers and liars, regardless of what you may claim or think, because your actions speak louder than your words. Many of the pro-abortionists, they are openly deceived, but they still advocate killing infants and calling it a choice, a woman's choice. But you know what? That baby is still dead. Now, abortion is so rampant, so far-reaching in our society that it reaches and touches every one of our lives. But no one understands that there is forgiveness in Jesus. And many of us, we're, we're guilty of being deceived by the devil. But there's forgiveness in Jesus. Jesus offers forgiveness if we truly repent. Isn't that amazing? All you have to do is have a change of heart and repent and receive forgiveness. And Jesus even forgives the sin of abortion. Jesus defeated the works of the devil with grace and mercy there at the cross. Then Jesus states why he, the Son of Man, is not believed. He gives the why. Why don't the people of Jesus' day believe in Jesus or believe his word? Because he speaks the truth. In that day and today, people hide from the truth and are more willing to believe a lie than the truth. When Satan, when the devil comes and tries to condemn us, how does he do it? He, do, he does it with lies and partial truths. He'll mix a little truth in it just to make it believable. But his nature is to lie and deceive. Jesus, he asks this crowd that he's talking to, which of you convicts me of sin? Which one of you Jewish leaders can point to me and say, I sinned there? And they can't, for he was sinless. And Jesus says, I speak the truth. Why do you not believe me? And then Jesus throws out what I call the clincher. He who is of God hears God's words. And if you do not hear 
then you're not of God. And it's that straightforward and it's that simple. Jesus has been as straightforward and direct as he could be telling these Jewish religious leaders, you are not of God. But these leaders, that's their claim. They claim to be of God. They lie to and deceive the people. Why? Because of their father, they want to please the devil. Jesus has been brutally honest with these disciples of the devil. And it's recorded here in the 8th chapter of John's Gospel. But the sin of murder needs to be exposed for what it is. Way back when Cain killed Abel, God spoke to Cain and said to him, The blood of your brother cries out to me. In the Old Testament, there was no sacrifice for the sin of murder. You couldn't offer up three lambs or 12 turtle doves or whatever. There was no sacrifice for the sin of murder. And when David murdered Uriah the Hittite, God sent forth Nathan the prophet to tell David that God had forgiven him. In other words, God said, I've got to let David know that he's forgiven. Not because of sacrifice, but because I forgave him. The taking of another human life is the most heinous, grievous of all sins. That is it. There's nothing worse than the sin of murder. Yet here we are in America. Christian America, and we're guilty of killing millions of babies each and every year. My Christian friends, this ought not to be. Be a supporter of life. As a church, as a body of believers, we support HPRC. I commonly call them Choose Life, Save a Life. And they do their best to counsel a young mother to have her child and go through and be a mom. And recently, several states around Alabama, Mississippi and Georgia, have made it illegal to abort a baby that has a heartbeat. Thank goodness somebody's stepping forward. Hopefully Alabama will join these states in making it illegal to take a baby with a heartbeat. This should be something we stand for, support, and pray about daily. For there was no greater sin than the sin of murder, the taking of another human life, and you can call it whatever you want to call it, pro-choice, abortion, but it's still the murder of a baby. May God have mercy on us as a people. Amen. Let me get you to stand. We'll close in prayer.
Jesus was so direct with his countrymen, so direct with the religious rulers that you can see why they resented him so much because he told them the truth about themselves. So may we accept the truth about ourselves and our society. Let's pray. Father God, we ask, Lord, that you would forgive us for all the babies that are being murdered in the womb, killed in such a heinous way, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, as being a people that accept and go along with this murder of infants. Lord God. Raise up men, raise up politicians, raise up those that will stand for life. Lord God, we ask you would have mercy and grace upon us and remove this sin from our nation that is so offensive to you. And Lord, may we look upon it as being offensive to us. Let us be about life and the preserving of life. Help us, Lord. Give us politicians, give us leaders who will stand up for the rights of infants in the womb and out of the womb, Lord. Lord, it's a hard subject. It's a disturbing subject. But we ask for your mercy and grace to be shed upon us. Forgive us, Lord, for allowing this to take place in our country, in our nation and watch over us and cause mothers, Lord, to have their babies and bring forth life. We pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen.